Hello, hello, beautiful people. I decided to switch up my intro this time, let you marinate a little bit on the music, but I'll just say welcome back. Welcome back to the Mind of Monty podcast with your co-hosts, your boy Monty G and I'm Mo. How are you doing today? I'm good. You know, a uh, lot of wrestling in one day. I, I'm not going to be, be honest with you, I've been watching a lot of wrestling uh, in a short period of time, so... Uh, yeah, we are the Sasha Banks of wrestling podcast. Uh, I kind of wanted to make sure I led, led with that line. Wow. I've been telling you about that line for a while. We are back again after another sabbatical, I guess. Or what was another? Uh, let's see. I, I heard Serena Deeb use. Was it sabbatical? Probably was sabbatical. It was sabbatical. She used sabbatical. So I just wanted to use that word. Uh, but uh, yeah, uh, our absence. Uh, uh, we actually, we literally felt, we really, I literally took a break to watch the G1. That's 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 literally <laughs> what it seemed like, right? Because the, the yeah. last time we did this G1 was just kicking off, and, and now we're now the G1's over. So yeah, and uh, like a lot of things have happened. We're we're obviously glossing over some stuff. I had yeah. a, a rough schedule the last one, which we can get into maybe on a different show, uh, deeper into. But yeah. Explained a little. Yeah, bit so like today, today's all about wrestling and things of that nature. Um, so we're gonna talk about some stuff that happened. Um, some of it a little bit further away than others, but we're gonna talk about most of the the meat of and potatoes of of wrestling at least for the past two weeks. First off, well, we'll go ahead and talk about two weeks. I think some of my stuff more a little bit older than it, but I don't know. It doesn't matter. Keep going. You that's. That's enough. That's general enough, I guess. So, go ahead. Sorry for interrupting you. I interrupted you for the littlest things I've noticed after listening back. Go ahead. So, first off, we're going to talk about the um, crown jewel that WWE held in Saudi Arabia on October 21st. This Thursday. is the Chief Keith Cousin uh, pay-per-view. Uh, if y'all don't know who Chief Keith's cousin was, uh, rest in peace, blood money. Oh, that one. That one didn't land, but no. okay. I'm sorry, but I I got the joke. But okay. I mean, I know you got the joke, but <laughs> that's I live, all that matters to me. I live in the same house as you, and I didn't get the joke. So well, you don't you don't listen to drill. Yeah, I, I and he passed. I mean, I he passed in 2014, 15. That's how long ago it's been. So a lot of people may not no, get that at all. Showing showing your age, but nevertheless, yes, I am. Nevertheless, if you didn't get it, you're not in poor company. He just decided to use a very specific reference for that joke. Thanks for explaining everything. We could have just let it go. Yeah, no, no. I'm not letting that now go. Now it's going to linger. All right, people going to be so, like, wow, he led the show with a trash joke. Someone Crown, someone closed their, their podcast out. They just left, so, left us alone. So Crown Jewel opened up with the Usos, Jimmy and Jay versus the newly reformed Hurt Business, Cedric. You said this is the first match. This is the kickoff. It's the first. It match. counts, but I'm just saying, Crown Jewel gets a kickoff. That's my reaction. Keep going. Go ahead. I haven't watched Crown Jewel in years, by the way. I should have prefaced with that, including this Crown Jewel. So let's get to the results, <laughs> because I'm just gonna trash the concept constantly. If you guys can't tell by my first joke, the reunited duo Cedric Alexander and Shelton <coughs> Benjamin, who should not be reunited, but that's a topic for another time. We have... When we were... Not, hold on. I, again, I'm cutting you off. No! Okay. This is an unwarranted cutoff. Because last podcast, 
the Hurt Business was back together. So there you go. I was about to say, that probably happened in the time we've been gone, but it actually, that was one thing that happened right before we left. Yeah, because <laughs> we remember, like, I remember talking about Oldberg and how he... Yeah, they, this stuff is lingered now. Let's go. Let's get this over with. It has. I, um, I thought we was out of the loop, but actually we're not that far. So go ahead. So the Usos picked up a quick victory. It was um, quick. Poor Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. I'm going to say it was quick. Okay. It was quick. I don't know. It doesn't matter. What, uh, so you're just going to say it was quick and that we want to leave it at that. Yeah. Uh, I don't have anything to say about this match. Just a thrown-together match with uh, – with, uh, I'm I'm pretty sure a lot of capable because we know what Cedric and, and Shelton, we know what they're capable of. But without a build, you know, give me a reason why the Usos fighting the Herbie. I mean – Because – no, this is the only reason why they're fighting the Herbie. No, as a matter of fact, I, that reason is gone because they don't even have a reason to fight them anymore. Because it was random when they did it a few weeks ago. Yes, and I was yes, about to say was. Kofi. Kofi, it's because Kofi, uh, Kofi's not busy, but Xavier's busy this time. But yeah. and because Xavier and E is busy, that's why. That was what I was gonna say. But now that doesn't even make sense. Who in the hell is even left to challenge them on SmackDown? Um, that's why this match happened. The, the, the hurt business is fighting raw teams because they don't have anyone else to fight right now. No, didn't Dominic and Ray is on Raw now, so. Mm, Who the Usos fight on SmackDown? The That's Dirty Dogs? I thought they were on Raw. They've been fighting Big E. I don't know. The draft happened. None of this is important, okay? <laughs> we'll find out on Friday. Let's be honest. We'll find out what happens on Friday um, and see actually mean, who all went anywhere. I mean Friday. Yesterday. October 22nd. <laughs> we'll find out yesterday. <laughs> October 22nd. We don't watch. Okay, let's be honest. <laughs> Stop saying it. I watch. Monty, I can't do a podcast and not watch. You don't watch. Listen. Okay, I'm listen. About to say, don't lie. Monty and I do not watch it on the day that it airs. We do not watch live television. That's not fair. You well, wanna you wanna lie and tell them that you watch live television? In a particular case, I've watched a couple of live shows every now and then. You but know. you don't do you do you predominantly watch no. live television? I thought they knew that by now, but no. Okay, so DVR, it, baby. DVR. It's, it's been a month. Can we just refresh? You act like we've been here this whole time and we have not. Some of this shit ain't changed, though. <laughs> what are you talking all about? Right, the Usos, right. they had them out of fight a month ago. <laughs> they did. So the Usos won. They, they won. What are you um, talking about? All right, then, go ahead. Then we had a Hell in the Cell match with Edge versus Edge Light. The Hell in the Cell match, too, by the way. Because I heard it was that good. Go oh, ahead. The Hell in a Cell match. With, Pretty good. With, what I hear. with Edge and Edge Light. Um, wow. In a fancy suit, you know. I've heard these guys. They had great chemistry in the first two encounters, uh, but apparently they have their match made in heaven because this is another match where they've had great chemistry. So. All right, let me just let me read you the play by play of the end, okay? Go ahead. So Edge Light, aka Seth Rollins, tried to do a super kick, um, or hit Edge with a super kick with a with a chain tied around his foot. Yeah, I heard that was a, a kind of cool idea someone came up with. Um, cool then, idea. Then mm-hmm. he tried to do a super stomp mm. into a chair, mm-hmm. but Edge, being as resourceful as he is, he countered that. Hit uh, Seth with a blow. Uh, he, he he did a dick punch. Okay, with with the with the chair, like with the chair or the chain. No, it was a chair. He he okay. he he, he low blowed I can imagine the chair. It. Yeah, I can imagine it. And you, then oh. he then he grabbed the chain and a wrench and locked it 
and locked Seth in the crossface. Ah, yeah. Um, but that that wasn't the end because Seth he he released him. Seth didn't tap out with the crossface. Edge then put Seth on top of the chair and hit his own curb stomp type situation Sweet. to win. I like it, and that's a great cap off to that story, uh, you know. And I can only imagine. I'm definitely gonna go back and check this out. Like I said, I haven't watched. I don't watch Crown Jewel, but a match of that caliber, from what I have heard, uh, and since I love the first two matches anyway, I'm pretty sure the hell you shouldn't. If you killed it in the regular, in the more regular matches or the non DQ match, if you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and all of that, you got you gotta kill it in your like, in the blow off hell in the field match, right? So yeah. Uh, I can't wait to watch the the last match of the trilogy, and uh, I, you know, congrats to both guys. Congrats to Jessica Carr. Uh, I know I saw a lot of people celebrating her being the uh, first woman to not only ref in Saudi, but first woman to ref in the Hill in the Cell. And Edge made a point to that to, to notify to notice if if anyone else haven't noticed. I didn't notice this because I barely pay attention to the little details. But Jessica Carr has refed all three of these great matches. So. Oh. Edge is kind of doing kind of like what Jericho did, uh, you know, Jericho was doing with uh, Aubrey mm-hmm. for a lot yeah. of his major matches. So, uh, yeah, cool stuff, cool stuff. Take her. Anyway, uh, I thought that I thought the feud was great, you know, uh, and I think I can't wait to see that that blow off match. So let's get to another blow off kind of, if you kind want of, to say, kind of Mustafa Ali versus Mansoor. I mean, everyone knows Mansoor picked up the victory because this was his, I mean, he's undefeated there. He's yeah. undertaker it, in Saudi. It's his hometown. This specific place Legit this was time. his hometown. Yeah. And not he, like the time they was they in, were in Jeddah. They were not going to let him lose. Were they, it's Jeddah Saudi Arabia. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, they're good. See uh, that. So, yeah. so they are actually going to different places in Saudi Arabia. Okay, they're, cool. So they're, I, yeah. they're doing a tour of Saudi Arabia. But you know, only they're gonna switch out every. Period. Yeah, okay. There you go. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. Apparently, Mansoor had some help from an Olympic silver medalist in karate. From Saudi. From Saudi. Obviously. Um. Okay. He kicked Ali in the head and then helped helped Mansoor stand up after picking up that victory. I want. So is this uh, Olympic gold medalist a trainee? Also, Ooh, are we possibly. are we to be assumed that they they have they're adding to their Saudi Arabia Saudi Arabian roster of uh, of come up you know people who's coming up I, I don't know I'll go uh, you know no yeah it doesn't really have to be confirmed right now it's just uh, a thought when I think of that but yeah cool you know no like we said no way uh, Mansoor was gonna lose in Saudi Arabia like you said it's legit. Hometown, and uh, you know, I really what has been. I have been. I think Monster, and when they've used him, and the way they've used him, uh, is uh, has been very valuable in Raw. I thought he was in. It has been entertaining. So, uh, it's nice to finally see him get you know attention outside of what he does every year for Saudi Arabia. Hopefully, this this does not mean that they won't use him anymore until it's time to go back to Saudi Arabia. Hopefully he will be prominently used, uh, you know, Hopefully. as we go forward. forward. I I will say Same I thing did, with Ali, of course. I did enjoy when he had a storyline. Like you said, he was very entertaining when he he tagged with uh, Jeff and he was doing the whole crotch flick. It yeah. was it was. Hilarious. I thought him and Ali were great together in general. Just like the contrast, the whole I'm begging you to be a heel, and you know he's smiling this entire time, and then 
he get turned on, and now he got the fire all of a sudden. Now, it was a simple but effective oh, yeah. story, and I so. think Ali did a great job telling it without even the help of WWE because social media, I think Ali and Monso probably worked even harder than they did, you know, with what WWE gave them, if you yes. see what I mean. Yes, I agree. And um, just just to throw that out there, we we tried to translate what he said on Raw <laughs> before, the, yeah, on the Go Home Show, and and it it didn't work out. It, yeah, it didn't, it didn't make we'll, sense what we got from. Maybe it. if we would put subtitles up, I don't I don't know if subtitles. Would but we all up. felt his energy. His energy yeah. was yeah. You he messed said, with I'm the wrong slap one. Slap you on Thursday. You messed with the wrong one. But anyway, it, it is what it is. It was very intense. It, it definitely hyped up this match, even though we knew Monster could not possibly lose. It was a good. It was a good feud. Um, next up, we've got. I refuse to call them their trash tag team name. Randy Orton and Matthew Riddle. Matt Riddle came out on a camel, so that was that was. Oh, that's so. I guess cool imagery. I guess I don't know. Yeah, came out on a camel versus AJ Styles in a moss. Um, for the Raw Tag Team titles. So, how do you think this went? Tell me, tell RK, me how you think. RK it bro retained. That's pretty much all I got for you. Um, this is a Raw value match, probably just done in Saudi Arabia. That's what I'm expecting. But it what it, happened? It was not entertaining. Um, I'm joking. RK, I'm not calling that. Randy Orton and Matthew Riddle did indeed retain their their titles. Um, because RKO, what's the finish? It was it was an RKO out of nowhere, and then. Matthew Riddle tagged in and did the floating bro and then pinned uh, AJ, AJ Styles. Yeah. Poor AJ taking all the pins and bumps for the uh, the young big fella. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully they'll find something more important for can AJ. Can Randy to do at jump some that point. high? Huh? Can Randy jump that high? Oh, Amar should help out. That's the RKO. Nah. Gotta help out. No. Nah. You catch him wanna, getting up. That's how you no, do the big guy. No, I want to see him jump Randy can get there. Randy's 6'5". He should be able to jump up there. <sighs> Why you got to take him? He can get five, six out inches off the ground, four. I don't know. He might not. He's old now. You see that beard? I think he's that I, mustache? I, I, think he, I think he's fine. Plus, okay. he's already RKO'd him, I think. Maybe. I just don't remember off the top of my head, but I think so. I think it was in a, like a kneeling position, like you said. Anyway, um, then we had Dewdrop versus Ooh, Zelina Vega. Finish? For the uh, Queen's Crown tournament, um, so <laughs> Dewdrop Piper scored a two count with the sidewalk slam, but Zelina recovered and hit a code red for the win. What the hell? So she just no so that's how I know that's not what they said. I know that's not probably exactly what happened, but it's not like you just described. She took a sidewalk slam from someone who's. Really? A sidewalk slam. Mm-hmm. And she was fine and she just hit the cold red out of nowhere. Yeah, she, she recovered. It, says it she was no it just recovered. it didn't tell me nothing that led to the cold red. The recovering from the sidewalk That's slam. what happens when you don't watch kids. It gotta be something, right? It doesn't no. matter. It doesn't okay. really matter. You want matter, me to give you the honestly. whole synopsis? No, you know no, you know I it. I don't need the synopsis. You know it was like a two minute match. Stop I don't trying need to make the synopsis. This. Speaking of that, since we're here, I can already jump down to that other topic about the Queen's Crown in general. None of the matches went over three minutes. As our correspondent, who you who tends to uh, have something to say about these these things oh concerning women, what do you have to what do you think about this? And uh, after after years, probably now of hoping for a Queen of the Ring style thing, what did the uh, did the Queen's Crown do anything for you? 
Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause for a second, go on a rant, and then I'll I'll recompose myself. So don't this may get messy. It's, it may be jumbled, but it may get messy. I was abhorrently disappointed. This was an atrocity. Like three minutes, three minutes. The fact that y'all had two people who have the moniker of Queen in their nickname, whatever, and then they don't do more than three minutes per match. Like, the fact that matches continue to, to to end with roll-up after roll-up, the fact that Tony Storm wasn't even there. I love Zelina. I love Zelina so much. But just the pair-ups, the matchups for these this bracket was disrespectful. How are you going to have all of these people on your roster and then not utilize them? Not utilize them. And then how, how am I supposed to take this seriously? And then the next match that will come on after will be a men's king of the ring match. And then that match will get, like, at least 10 minutes. It'll at least get a commercial break. But the women get, like, oh, just just a filler. You can't even say this is a break to go to the bathroom, like, because it's really over. It's over over. before you're back. It's It's over over before before you make it to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah, in some cases, yeah. Like, this was was so disrespectful, and I was so annoyed. At first, I was like, okay, this is the internet being dramatic. And then I would watch the matches, and I was like. (laughs) Let me say it this way. The fun, the thing that probably should make people matter is that the internet complained from night one, and they continued to just do what they want the entire tournament as if like who cares what you think? Like yeah, this this is y'all. who cares what you think? Do do I can't even say do better. Yeah. I, like I want you to do something else. Yeah, and not not to take away from Zelina because I feel like as a character. Her being the queen is probably something that's necessary. And the only reason why I say that is because, uh, not that WWE's going to do anything with this character, but what I'm saying is her presentation, she's already arrogant character-wise. You give her a crown, you give her a Carmelo or somebody else to be part of her court, you actually got a little faction, if you see what I'm saying, something that actually has steam. Now, that doesn't mean WWE actually do it. You know they won't. Especially, you know, I, I doubt they have a plan for Zelina. Honestly, other than a field goal good moment, I doubt they have a, a plan for the winner of the King of the Ring. So, uh, yeah. we'll see. They, they but, don't. yeah, uh, the entire King Crown, uh, Queen's Crown tournament was uh, a mess by Rubbish. default almost. Yeah, Rubbish. a mess by default. It, you know, in ter- And like you said, even with interesting uh, combinations – they literally did whatever they could to build it so it wouldn't be an interesting combina- uh, combination in the tournament. Other yes. than maybe a dude dropping Shayna, which also went barely three minutes, which is like the one oh something else that was like it was interesting, but then it was over. And don't, then like we we saw that finish and the finish of that see. match. Don't get me started. Don't get me where started. Where Shayna once again forgets that all you have to do is let go <laughs> of the holes to kick out. But whatever. That, that cannot be how she continues to lose these They matches. don't have any other creative ways to make her lose. Like, it, and I'm not even going to say it's her fault because I don't think, I don't know, who, whatever agent or whoever it is that let them go out with some of these finishes. It's just like, wow, Shayna, they're going to repeatedly make it look like you don't understand that you need to let go of the choke before the three, the third like, count is down or whatever. But you're you're a professional, ma'am. Right. Uh, anyway, I don't want to dwell too much on that. Congratulations to Queen Zelina Vega. I think, like I said, I think character wise, I think promo style wise, she can shine in this role. Uh, but how much WWE actually is going to invest in this? Will this actually be? Uh, will she build something from this? Don't hold your breath. Like we mentioned, yeah. Crown Jewel itself is filler. 
So even something like uh, that sounds cool, other than us feeling good because we know Xavier really, really wanted his. Uh, spoiler. Spoiler alert, if you didn't know. But, yeah, that Xavier really, really wanted his. Uh, honestly, what do we expect him to do with any either one of those? I mean, we saw there, there we saw was. previous Kings of the Ring and, and such and how they were Shinsuke. Shinsuke did nothing. Well, I don't even think, that, and that wasn't even an official King of the Ring thing, I guess. Yeah, but I, I guess like it was. was. I guess it was, but it really wasn't. It didn't count as in the same. Like, he's not in the record books as a king, I guess, or anything. But, you know, I, I get what you're saying. But that's another perfect example. He's pointing out all the characters in the women's tournament with Queen. Well, you you know, they. I know he gave up the name, but it's like, that just show you to have no foresight. The fact that you had a guy walking around here named King Nakamura, and he wasn't even in there to defend even the phony mm-hmm. crown that wasn't his or whatever. You know what I mean? Or he just had to just, ah, well, I just stopped going by this name all, you know, now. I'm yeah, just I'll, back to Shinsuke because be you guys are doing the King of the Ring. And uh, it's just like, okay, well, any, like I said, the tournament is, the tournaments themselves failed uh, uh, in, a, in, a, in my humble opinion. But... Uh, let's get but to the next match. Again, we're comparing it to the G1, and they're always a good tournament. And I don't even want to say that because I'm not comparing it to the G1. I don't expect that type of quality from WWE when they do a tournament at all. But I do expect competent. I, I do hope for interesting matchups. And at least in the King of the Ring, you had an Xavier Woods type Finn Balor thing, something that you won't see every day type of, you know what I mean, main mm-hmm. event. And I'm not saying Zelina and Dewdrop aren't either, but Zelina and Dewdrop are also, there was no, there's no heat to any of it. At least with Woods, we all of us knew that Woods had a dream about this. That's a story. That's what these tournaments usually are for, if you see what I'm saying, to get over a certain story or to put over a new character. Something like that is usually why you use a tournament, to tell stories during the tournament. That's what G1, that's why I love the G1. You tell stories during the tournament. But anyway, keep going. But anyway, next up we got something, uh, something. Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley. Who do you think won? Uh, I predicted Goldberg in my uh, I, you know, uh, in my mind at the beginning because I just felt like the only reason why uh, Bob was even agreeing to do, or had to do this match was because of uh, uh, him getting over on him with the championship. And he lost the championship, so that was the only thing I think was in the way of him losing to Bill in the first place. That's fair. Saudi Arabia is the perfect place to do it too. Did Bobby win? Please tell me Bobby won. Nope. Bill That's speared, what I thought. Speared Bobby off the stage, threw some tables, and then no covered content. him for the win. Damn it! Covered him for the win. One, yeah. two, three. Well, we don't have to entertain it. Was, it. it I'm was, sure it was. Uh, um, it was no holes barred. I don't think it was a cluster. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to say. I don't think it was the cluster that we're used to from Goldberg in Saudi Arabia. It may not be a mess. I think the uh, the stipulation may have saved him a lot of trouble. Plus, he's working mm-hmm. with Bob. No offense to Taker, but. In this stage in his career, Bob is way safer to have in the ring with him, if you see what I'm trying to say, at that stage in his career. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, I I wasn't really into this. I think it was predictable. This was one of those things where it's just like, this is a WWE match, Mm -hmm. if you see what I'm saying. So, everything that you would expect coming into it, probably what happened. So, that's what I'm going to say about that. I didn't even watch the match, and I guarantee you, once I watch it, I'll just be like, yeah, this is WWE as hell. Yeah, it was a lot of chair fights, chains, kendo sticks, just just par for yeah. the course, par for the course. Yeah, I don't um, like Goldberg beating down uh, a bunch of black dudes with a stick, though. I saw a clip of him beating down the hurt business and Bobby with it, and it just 
you know, uh, um, but it don't matter. It didn't have it don't not that it's Goldberg. It could be any anybody beating down a bunch of black dudes or something, and I'm not gonna be happy. So, <laughs> all right. Next up, we, we're gonna well, we talked about it a little bit. It was Finn Balor, Finn Balor versus Xavier Woods. Um, Finn went to, up to do the coup de gras. Woods avoided the coup de gras and then went up and hit his trademark flying elbow. Damn, it was that simple, huh? Uh, <laughs> yeah, man, that's really what it was. Hey, I'm not saying it wasn't. I just want to point out that Finn Balor, bro, I I know you miss NXT, man, because when you was using 19, say the year, you know it. 1916. When you was using 1916, I be messing it up. I ain't want to mess it up. I was gonna say 16, though. I would've been right. But anyway, when you was using 1916 in NXT, bro, you know what I mean. When you was doing the coup de gras, but then 1916, you was killing. You get back on the main roster, now they got you back in love with that stump, huh? That is not good for Finn long-term. He 40-something. Stop Vince. making this man jump up there like that all this time, Vince. He started doing 1916 on purpose. Like, bro, my hamstring, in my New knees. J- right. In New Japan, he finished people with the 1916 on purpose because he didn't want to do that every night. I know it looked cool and the crowd cheer every time it happens, but stop it. It ain't good <laughs> for that man. All right. Okay, we'll move Sorry. on. We'll move on. Oh, oh, yeah, congratulations to Woods. I didn't even give him his congratulations, but yay. Yay, Woods. All hell, King Xavier. Are we going to drop the X and just call him King Xavier? King Xavier? King Xavier. That's, that's cool. Don't know, but I will say this. New Day, greatest faction in WWE all time. Not even an argument for me. Don't care what anyone has to say. They got more tag team reigns than any other faction. They got individual success more than any other any other faction, in my opinion. If you yeah. got, and maybe if you want to split up, you want to say like Evolution and all that. So I don't care. I'm still taking the New Day because you know yep. the New Day got over all of them. Do you know what they got over all of them? Friendship. Exactly. The fact that they ain't ever gonna break up. Everybody else broke up. We'll break up again. Whatever. Only come back for reunions. The new days when they when they get older, they are old act. When they come back later, they gonna they, it's gonna be like they never left. You know why? Because I I guarantee you they are gonna retire and still be together. Exactly. Still be hanging out. Exactly. Speaking of the new day, Big E versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE. I'm saying it like they're around the same age. We know Coach retiring first, right? Yes. All right. And then Dennis X. Yes. X want to retire right X now. X ready to go. <laughs> right. He did everything he needed to do now. King he he got stuff set up with G4 and like, all these other he games. He set up. Like, he ready for for his life after wrestling. You don't need this. Yeah, no, taking bumps. Okay. Well, okay. Go ahead. Okay. We've been so, 30 minutes on this, and I got Bleacher, more to talk about. I know, this is trash. I know. Bleacher Report <laughs> quote. This is a quote specifically from Bleacher Report, all right? Mm-hmm. And Big E muscled the Scott up for one more big ending to get Ooh, the win. It was one of them matches where you got to do like five finishes. Yeah. So Big E, Big e tried to do the big ending. McIntyre weaseled his butt out of it and hit a bulldog from the top rope. Um, and then Big E ducked the Claymore, but he couldn't avoid a second Claymore. Um, mm. But he did kick out. He kicked out. Mm. That one, two, three, it, it didn't go boom. It just went pow. So he, he was able to kick out. Um, but Biggie did the big ending for the win. Yeah. Well, I, that's right around what I expected. I'm pretty sure it was a well-wrestled contest because, I mean, those two guys, I don't see how they could do, you know, how, how you can mess that up. We don't get the face versus face matches often in WWE. So uh, that's why I just pretty much 
figured the face that's a new champion would be the victor, and that's what happened. Uh, again, I love Big E as champion. I am ready now to see, now that we're ready, now we, we're done with this weird draft period where other people are on the show and oh all God, that, and yeah. you're confused. I'm ready to see who is legit going to be the challenger now for Big E going forward. I agree. Can't wait. Uh, maybe it's Bobby. Maybe not. We'll see. Next up, we got the Is triple- it Goldberg? No, you know it's not. Calm down. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Go the ahead. The disrespect. Okay. <laughs> Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair for the SmackDown Women's title. I heard this was good, too. Or Raw Women's title. This is SmackDown. I but know, it's going to turn into it. So, I see what you're saying. All right. So, Avi, uh, this is a house show. So, Becky Lynch retained her title. Um <laughs> Glorified house show. Yeah, glor- televised, I guess. Yeah, televised. Glorified. Televised global house show. Yes. So basically, this is what Bleacher Report says. The boss hit a, bi- a backstabber into a bank statement. Belair broke it up with a moonsault to both people. They kept trading control between all three women without any of them being able to get the pin. Eventually, Becky, the man, put both women in her, disarm her. At the same time. Now, why would you do that? That's that's pretty dumb, but all right. Um, but both of them were able to power out of the hold. Um, Becky was still able to steal the win with the roll-up. Look at that. Look at that uh, roll-up. Classic WWE, bro. The greatest. Fit. By the way, uh, I'm going to start this from now on. Uh, and I'm just letting you guys know that the next podcast, I promise, is going to start. And I want you to st- I want you to get on me about this. Get on, update me. Let me know. And if you if you don't see me doing it, or if you see one happen, we got a we got an alert. Call an alert. I'm going to ratio the amount of roll up finishes in WWE product, including NXT, that I don't even really go into detail here. If I include developmental, do you understand that? I promise you, I have probably seen. 50 roll-up finishes just in the last month period that we have been off from this podcast. And I could be over-exaggerating. I could be even undercutting it. But can we stop this? It used to be dope when you got a surprise finish. You know what happened? I'm blaming you, one, two, three, kid. Yeah, Pac. Yeah, Sean. How? What? He rolled up Scott Hall years, many, many years ago. It was one of the greatest moments in Raw history but it was an upset. It was done right. You know, he was a jobber up until that point. He rolled him up, and he made his name off that roll-up upset victory. And for some reason, Vince or something just feels like that's just the way you to go in any situation. You don't want to make somebody look weak, roll up. You don't know who you want to win, roll up. Ah, I'll double count out this time because I'm not sure. Roll up. Oh, my God. We're we going to move on. DQ, roll up. We're going to move on. Hey, hey, no. Nah, I'm just going to scream at you and distract you. Oh, my least favorite distraction in the world. Not not anything physical. I'm just going to say something. Oh, roll up. Oh, he grabbed the tights. That leverage from the tights. Stop. There's nothing they can do because he got my draw. You got a handful of crack is what you got. That handful of crack. I couldn't get out of it. All right. All right, so lastly, I'm sick of these roll-ups. <laughs> lastly, we had we had Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Um, Reigns Reigns hit a spear out of nowhere. This is Bleacher Report, not my words. Reigns hit a spear out of nowhere, and both men went down. That's kind of what happens with a spear, but okay. 
the Usos came down and hit a double super kick before Roman. Yeah, I actually saw that too, by the way. Roman nailed Brock with the title. Nailed him. Nailed. They said nailed. Nailed him. Another ref ran to the ring and made the count for the pin. Another ref? Yeah, apparently it was a ref. We're doing ref spots in Saudi Arabia. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Paul Heyman was shocked. I would be too. (laughs) Ended up leaving with the bloodline as they made a speedy exit. Yeah. Yeah. You run. Time to get out Did of Paul there. run? Oh, my God. I got to go watch it just so I can see Paul run. They said he made a There's speedy exit. no way exit. he ran, right? <laughs> Please tell me he ran. They said he made a speedy exit. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no way Roman was losing. I think I always was on that bandwagon, like we talked about. Glorified house show overall. Uh, but just had big names, big stars that, you know, made it feel differently. The Hell in the Cell was probably the only match. But now, even that now in hindsight, now that I think about it, because I know how house shows work, sometimes they throw the cage out there just for the house show, but we know the champion slash babyface or whoever is going over, if you know what I mean. Uh, so, anyway, uh, fun. I'm sure this was fun stuff. I'm going to watch it, uh, you know, for uh, for podcast purposes. I'm not going to act like I'm watching it for pleasure. I really right. not. I'm really not going to watch it. For pleasure, because I'm, I'm wrestled out at this point. Let's get to the other stuff. Uh, Let's get this stuff. Let's uh, get this stuff. You know, mm-hmm. top of the morning. It's not the top of the morning. I couldn't even say it with enthusiasm because it's right. so late. All right. Uh, TK uh, and his whole ratings hype. Yeah. Boom. He's, so he's been Can wild. you actually explain what happened that night? Okay, so the night in question, last Friday night. Last Friday night. Okay, if you don't know, it's fine. But um, do you know what last Friday night? No. Okay, I guess I guess we're two for two then. All right. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Yeah, no one knows. SmackDown extended their product for an additional thirty minutes, and Rampage started on time. Mm-hmm. And during that thirty-minute time period where the shows overlapped, mm-hmm. allegedly. <laughs> There were more people watching AEW. Yeah, three hundred some thousand to two hundred some thousand. Then there were people watching Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar sign a contract. Yeah. Um, the demographics were uh, the same allegedly, yeah. mm-hmm. but that extra hundred thousand viewers. It wasn't even that many. But Roughly. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even that many, but go ahead. TK. TK took it as a win. And oh, he took, yeah. He took to social media. He was hype. To scream from the mountaintops that they beat SmackDown. Yeah. Let's go head to head again. In that head to head 30 minute segment. Um, We here, I'm, I'm going to speak for both of us. We here at the, the Mind of Monty podcast, quite frankly, don't give a damn. Could care less about a rating. I don't <laughs> care. It doesn't mean that your product was better than the other. <laughs> Even if it was, I don't care who was watching. But we know Raw gets over a million people, and we know how trash Raw is. Exactly. That's a perfect example of the ratings not mattering at all. At all. So, it's... Yeah. Two it's, million people will watch a three hours of shit. It's, it's, uh. it's really ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. But, you know, wherever you find joy in life, you can you can take that. 
Yeah, and, and, and like, again, I'm not trying to get on him for say, hey, be happy. I'm not saying, I understand. Honestly, when you're that happy and that excited about it, it really just shows how far away you are uh, when it comes to, like, or at least how you view yourself. Let me say it that way. Like, they, they, they you view yourself as punching up at WWE Conda. You know what we, I mean? We're not going to use that analogy, but okay. I didn't mean it in that way. I know. Shout out to Dave Spade. I don't mean it that way. But what I'm trying to say is, I'm just saying, like, it, for you to be that excited, stick it, stick you have two of the biggest stars in wrestling on your roster. You have two. You have uh, more than that. I just didn't go into. I'm just talking about Brian and Punk. But if we go in more detail, you have a, a lot of them. You probably if you go down the, the list of the top ten wrestlers in the world, female and male, you probably got a big chunk of both lists. If you see what I'm saying, yeah. on your roster. So I just I'm just saying all that excitement. It sounds that that's what I would expect from. Someone who feels like they're upstart, if you see what I'm saying. I, I thought the fact that y'all was on TNT meant that you guys kind of expected to be, you know, but I get it. It's it's soon. I understand, but I'm saying think about it. When you're saying stuff like that, you can't look at WWE as their, as their garbage then, no. if that's the case. <laughs> if no. And I'm talking about to the fans. Now, I'm not talking about TK. TK can feel however he wants. He'll be, you know, I don't care. Do what you want, whatever. I don't care about ratings in general. Especially when people are talking about the specific, we're going to break down demographics because all of this matters. And yeah, AEW did this and blah, 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 blah. Don't care. I just don't care. And uh, I only brought this up because uh, Eric Bischoff's reply was very, very hilarious to me. And it made the point that I kind of felt at the time. Uh, If you're going to be so hype about what happened and how you're beating WWE, Eric Bischoff makes the point that, you know, your your words would reign a little bit more true if you actually were going head-to-head with them from the beginning, straight up, you know, your best show against my best show, kind of in the same vein that he was doing. And Tony had a f- fire back that I'm pretty sure everybody will if you get in the hindsight of, well, WCW shut down. So let's just point out all the people you, yeah, what you did, pissed off greats like Jericho and Eddie Guerrero. Well, all right. You know, so what? Who cares? Jericho get Jericho can get mad. <laughs> so what? That don't change what Bischoff said. <laughs> Just because his business practices pissed off people that we like. <laughs> that don't mean anything. <laughs> that don't change the argument that he was making, TK. But whatever. Who cares? It's funny to watch these people argue over little things like that. Uh, I could care less about ratings. I'm never going to bring up ratings when I'm thinking about uh, no. What I enjoyed from two shows, if you see what I'm saying, and do that. Keep doing all this wrestling at the same time. Guess what's gonna happen? I'm not gonna watch it at the same damn time anyway. <laughs> so this really doesn't affect me anyway. It doesn't affect me at all, at all. It I really know, don't. and that's that's probably why. So, and that may be why I'm doing this. Everyone else who sit at home, they gotta catch it live, and they're into the numbers. Look, they probably look, think no, I'm no. an idiot, but no, no, no. I don't care. No, no, no. We're so. we're we're in 2021, right? We're in the new age. Yeah, what the hell you get about TV ratings for? I have a phone that I have my network provider on. I have a laptop that I can access my network provider on. If I wanted to, I could watch both shows simultaneously yeah, at the same if time. If I wanted to. So all of that. Oh my God! I had more people than you. All that rating stuff don't matter because I, if I wanted to, I could watch both at the same time. It's just like when I see somebody say, "Well, hey, hey guys, let's get together. Make sure you watch tonight for this rating." I will never watch it for a rating. I promise you, I will not set aside myself and be like, "Yes, let's do this." Now I've done that in the past, but that was a particular, that was a completely different situation. That was like a scripted TV show that I really wanted to see stay on. 
You know, oh, yeah, yeah, we watched the hell out of loose for that night. And then we but, ended up we ended up saving the show. Yeah, it's on Netflix. And, now, the and then we didn't even finish it. Didn't even finish. Now I feel like man, we suck. P- POS. But yeah, we suck. Nary. Get all that tweeting. <laughs> Nary, I didn't. I scrubbed my Twitter. I, I was tweeting everything. About. Oh no! I, I let everybody know. I felt Lucifer was my shirt. Got to get back on it too. Gotta, it was a great show. I, I got to watch I'm it just, before it closes. I got to watch the last few seasons. I'm just an adult and I don't have time anymore. Um, yep, that's, but that's true. Next up, we've got Sammy Guevara is the new TNT champion. It's not really new, but you see know, that was this was does. this was the thing that I didn't know was whether or not it was two weeks ago or it was like three a maybe. Uh, but yeah. Uh, Sammy Guevara is a new TNT champion. I'm already loving the way he's being presented. He's obviously the one that the inner circle is now is trying to, you know, Jericho is slowly nudging him to the front. He's forcing him to, uh, yeah. you know, talk more and all of it. So he's slowly pushing him to the front of the uh, like, inner circle. And if, uh, you, if you saw the imagery from, from last Dynamite, you saw how Sammy was in the middle of their little five-man five stance, usually that used to be Jericho. Um, so he's 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 definitely stepped back. Stepped yeah, he's over. slowly but surely, yeah, pushing Sammy right into that spot. And uh, shout out to Miro. I really wanted to use this because as much as I love Sammy Guevara as a champion, I thought their match was great for the championship. And we just love Sammy around here anyway. We, you know, the vlog and just in general, he's a cool dude from what we know about him. And uh, uh, you know, I always got to preface that now. <laughs> you know, ain't that sad? You can't even you can't even make that jump to people no more. Oh yeah, based on what I, based on when the dude I met, he cool. Right. When when I <laughs> yeah. saw him, when, yeah, when I seen him that day, he was a nice I, guy. Yeah, one time I brought him a bang or whatever, right. you know. Right, was, I can't can't was, ever be like, yeah, nah, I cover for them. Soon as you no, vouch for somebody, that's when the scandal. Soon is. as you vouch, anyway. <laughs> uh, besides that, uh, yeah, shout out to Miro. I love his promo in re- in reply uh, to uh, basically losing the championship and kind of feeling forsaken. I love it. I really, really love it. And uh, so, yeah, I just really wanted to give Miro some love for his run as a champion. I hope he moves on to, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe the world championship if Hangman wins and be, be our babyface champion. We'll get to that uh, soon, actually. So, uh, but, yeah, definitely shout out to Miro. He was a great champion. And I love every promo he's gave. And he's just, he's, he's killing it. I don't care what you say, champion or no champion. He was, he he was great. It, it, was, it was a little weird there for a minute. He kept bringing up. Uh, CJ. Yes, he's very, very uh, detailed about their sex life, so I'm, I'm glad they're enjoying very, it. Yeah. They're themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're married. Do what you um, want. Be an adult. Anyway, yeah. Jurassic Express versus the Super Click. Yeah. Um, are, is this even a feud? Because yeah. I think I talked about it, or you talked about it. You was like, have have they even won a segment? I was like, well, Jungle Boy came out there, and he, he you beat know, up Brandon. That's with, not a win. With a chair, he was standing tall. Ooh, he beat down the, the young boy, the stooge of the elite. He then, matter of fact, he, that's that's the point. His, the only victory segment we can think of is over someone that's not even in the super click. That's fair. That's fair. That's the point I was trying to make. They've literally lost every encounter, Christian included. Hey, hey, he, you know, he, since he beat he out. beat Kenny, and they was like, uh, uh-uh, all right, well, you are gonna beat Kenny this time? We're never gonna let you beat anybody, any of them again. Anybody elite would not let you beat them again. Yeah, the uh, I don't know. It's just funny. Uh, now it's not funny to me, but yeah, uh, usually, you know, when a heel, even even heels like the super click, even if they're a cocky type or whatever or the, whatever, it's supposed to be cool or whatever. 
you know, usually the baby faces get something. Something. Like a, a grip pro roll, a, a attack where they actually prevails or something. I don't, you know, something. Mm-hmm. And no, I don't, nothing. They, they're not going to win a straight up tag match with the Bucks. And every time Adam Cole is in there also, they're just, just going to lose. And then they had Kenny one time. It was like a four or five man match. And it was even worse when Kenny was uh, included. It was, yeah, it's just. It was tough to watch. If you, if you, I just want to know if they are, are they ever going to let the baby faces win anything in that feud? Apparently uh, not. Probably not. So yeah, I'm, that's I'm it. I'm gonna be hopeful. I'm gonna be hopeful. You know, it's, it's all right. It's okay. <laughs> Hopefully. Um. Then I think this is last week. Yeah, this is last week. We had Brian yeah. Danielson versus Suzuki. Um, and that was a great match. How how did you feel about it? Because oh no, the match itself. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Really reminded me of. Uh, I think this is something that AEW. This is, this really plays in AEW's favor, is that they can kind of merge themselves. Sometimes they're a Ring of Honor. Sometimes they feel like a whole other company. That felt like a New Japan style match. Just the way Suzuki. Besides the loud ass fans, that's the opposite <laughs> of what New Japan is being. But what I mean, physically in the ring and like the chops and then the going back and forth with strikes. The way Suzuki and the the mannerisms between Suzuki and Brian, it was just, it was perfect. Great, great match. Suzuki does that all the time, though. So I can't, honestly, if somebody, I'm spoiled. I saw a lot of people who just may not knew a lot about Suzuki or known of him, and then it was like, man, he really going with Brian. And I'm just like, nah, this is, this is just what Suzuki do. Like, he's just not your average older guy. He's not your average legend. Say, I'm not going to call him old. I'm not going to call him 50. Cause he's a bad man yeah, and he'll beat you up for that. Cause I saw, so, uh, I saw yeah. um, the disrespectful comments. Somebody was like, "Oh, he's he's the Goldberg." I was like, "You don't you ever watch say that. your mouth." He's not Goldberg. He's watch, not a Japanese Goldberg. At wash all. your mouth out with dish soap. It was so disrespectful when I read that. No, Shame. it's not that. Shame to your whole family. Suzuki's a bad man, and uh, that was a great match, and I, I I definitely want to highlight it. Uh, I do want to know. No one is going to talk about it. Uh, but uh, someone explained to me uh, how many people was watching Brian and Suzuki while uh, whatever was going on in the 8 o'clock hour on SmackDown. They can't tell you that. Of course they can't because one of them was on YouTube and the other one was on television. They can only so, tell you accumulated uh, About 300-some thousand that night or something. I saw 200-some yes. thousand. So, yeah. yeah, I think that was pretty good watching it live. So, yeah, I, I loved it. It was a great match. I didn't watch it live because I don't watch anything live. So, there you go. Great <laughs> match, though. Okay, so so Hangman awesome. Adam Page. Hangman Adam Page wins this casino ladder match. Thing we were at a hotel when I watched it. With the big poker chip. Yeah, that was that was, that was was earlier this month. That was like three weeks ago. See? Um, little poker chip thing, you know, that means he gets a title shot at full gear. He came out. <laughs> You know, he was all emotional. He was like, ah. Oh, that was a I, hell of a promo. I knew. I thought when I gave up on myself, when I didn't win that title, it was y'all. Y'all y'all were out here chanting cowboy stuff. And um, you really supported me and blah, 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 blah. And he, and he did explain the line of the possibly the year, but the be, one of the best lines in a promo I've heard forever. Real cowboy shit is leaving when he's at his hottest and possibly could have been, you know, on top of the world. And leaving to watch his beautiful baby boy be born. That's real cowboy shit. And I couldn't agree more. That is come on, man. Come on, man. Like really? Like I can't hate on you can't hate on that. I can't believe people was mad that he left. People was mad that he took time off. 
just because they wanted this story to be done. So we're like, calm down. You're going to be just as invested Patience. five weeks later than you were. Like, these people just as invested now they would have been if he would have did it for a month ago. It all out or whenever, whenever all out was. Early last month, I think. It was like September. Early last month or the end of, uh, end of August. Either way it go, it was. It was a while. It was a while ago now, and that's the point I'm saying. If he would have did it then, they no. would have loved it, and he would. And now that he's doing that full gear, they still gonna love it. So it's, shut up. This pay per view is getting a little frequent, and, and let him do his thing. Yeah, it don't feel like four years, but it, they come. They come around pretty quick, man. I thought right? thought they was supposed to be four a year, but they, they come around. It, it is four a year though. But I think it's actually four that you have to pay I think for. Right? Full gear is usually like in December. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But this year it's in November thirteenth. November thirteenth. Thank you, said, yeah. Because um Revelation, Revolution, whatever the freak that name is. Revolution. 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 Okay. That was in like January, February, wasn't it? Uh yeah, I believe so. And then And then you got All Out. No, not all out. Double, Double or nothing, nothing is in May. Is in May. And then this was all out in like September. September. It's just the last two this year, then, because you know. Okay, so they do. They really do break it up in quarters, kind of. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it don't seem. Maybe I'm missing something. What What was going on in the summer? They had to do something, right? The fighter fest. Oh, is it just stuff. all on television? Probably. It's all on television. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, I guess it's kind of confusing. It's either way it goes. Uh, uh, I can't wait for full gear from when uh Hangman and Kenny will take will, will fight, and uh, I'm definitely September. 5th. We'll be watching it. So can't wait. It was, it was all the out was September fifth. Yeah, I thought it was early last month. So yeah. Uh, all right. Anyway, moving on. Moving moving on. on. Uh, shout out to Hangman Page. Great promo and probably your future AEW champion right there. All right. Let's let's talk about something a little less peachy keen. So we got we got Cody Rhodes versus Malachi Black. Now, what the hell was that promo or that that segment where the Nightmare Factory really just like whooped his ass? <laughs> they legit jumped him, <laughs> and I swear, like Cody, and it's not by, and I get, I don't think it's Cody's fault why he hasn't really been that sympathetic. It's more so of the fault of how he was presented for a long time in AEW, like week after week. When he was TNT champ, he was just kicking people ass week after week, and then after a while, after he lost the belt. And then he would come back and he'd just kick somebody ass and then leave again after the angle. And then the Anthony Gogo stuff happened. And then it was just like, yeah, no, nah, I'm sick of this dude. <laughs> but anyway, I was on Cody's side. I actually, this is the first time I felt sympathy for Cody in a long time was when he was like, I'm not learning shit. <laughs> I agree, Cody. How could you be learning shit from just getting your ass, just getting jumped? Everybody, the, w- the women outside the ring slapping you, you got. Lee coming in, popping you in the top, giving you a concussion. They gave him the concussion style when he got kicked by Lee. <laughs> <laughs> and then Orn Anderson is just giving you a lecture of a lifetime. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, it was just, like, it was an insane it was, skit. It was foolishness. But, overall, this is the third concluding uh, matchup for Black and Rhodes. Um, coming up on Saturday the 23rd. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and will is that a title? That's not. I keep I keep wanting it, to throw it in the tournament. No title. I keep wanting to throw it in the tournament. I keep forgetting Cody cannot fight for that belt. No, he really screwed himself. Yeah, and that's crazy. We still think he gets books like Super Cena. He can't even get the world title. That's a, that is crazy. It just show you how over, or at least how many times how many times he went over. Yeah. <laughs> who's oh, gonna wow. Who's gonna put something up? 
uh, on the line this year at Full Gear. You know, it's a tradition. It's the EVP. So, is it going to be Kenny? Is it Kenny? Huh? Or is it Hangman? Ooh. Something got to get put up. Kenny will be. Kenny will be putting it up. I think that's a, that's going to be Kenny and Hangman for the title. No, I ain't saying the title. I'm saying, like, if what I lose this match, up? Ah, I'll that's never... what you're talking about. Yeah. Forgot about that. Yeah, they don't have to do that again. <laughs> you don't like tradition. <laughs> they don't have to do that. You don't like tradition. Who else made a promise after Cody? No one, right? The Bucks did, remember? What was their promise? They were fighting FTR. And if they lost, they wouldn't challenge for the tag titles again. And they, yeah, and they won. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Oh, then it's easy. Hangman putting it up there. Yeah, it's like you said. Kenny's going to force him to be like, if I can't beat you, I can't fight for it again. Yeah, because he's had a chance. And Hangman's going to win. That's that's the way I would do it if they have to have a promise every year. That's fair. I forgot about that little little nugget. I'm glad you're here to remind me of stuff like that. Go ahead. But is that is that all you feel to say about Cody versus uh, Malachi? Malachi Black is awesome. I thought him and uh, Dante Martin did dope. Did had a, had a really dope match. Every time the way they present Malachi Black since he's been in AEW is just it's just it's just crazy to me to how WWE couldn't figure that out. That that's all you really have to do. He's not doing promos. He's not doing any other stuff that uh that they claim was a weak spot. So if you even assume, even if you think he, those were his weak spots, you can protect him. Yeah. And you can use him the way he's supposed to be used. Just don't put him in those situations. It's just simple as that. And that's what I'm saying. WWE acts like they just can't protect a a talent, you know, or figure out a way to hide. Or they do it for some people, just not for the people that, not for everyone that you think they should or everyone they probably should. But, Mm Anyway, yeah, I think I think it's gonna be uh, cool. Cody probably will definitely beat him this time, though. That's the only thing I want to prepare people. Oh. For. I know Black has been undefeated, but you might as well just go ahead and prepare yourself but, for Cody to win but, and uh, in that undefeated streak. I, I'm sorry, it's just gonna. I'm, but, I'm just telling you how I see it. But he doesn't need it. He he doesn't. But he they hold. they putting all of this work into trying to make him go a little bit edgy, like even telling the whole story about. Uh, uh, did the kids feel bad about what Dusty did to my head? <laughs> Shout out to Orrin Anderson for having an old beef. That's what this is. He roughing up his little, his old rival son. Like, yeah, he beat the hell out of me that night. The people was cheering. You better do something heelish or something. You better be right. aggressive. But you better be aggressive with said, this man. He said, I deserved it. I deserved yeah, it. Yeah, I had it coming. <laughs> and then Malachi Black got it coming. I, I like this do. segment. I like right. it. I like it's it. It's fine. I wanted to lose, too. And it's last okay. but not least, with, with, with AEW. I do want to talk about the usage of CM Punk and Andrade. And mostly because of Andrade's lack thereof. And you know, I know he's doing this stuff. I do know he's gonna fight with Pac again. And uh and I'm I'm I don't have a problem with that because I'm pretty sure it's gonna be great. Uh and just like it was the first time. But honestly, Andrade, man, like and and maybe it's just to me, and maybe I'm the only one who who noticed it, but he doesn't, first of all, he's not doing much. And, uh, his work rate, in my opinion, is not, is being kind of underutilized so far. Maybe they're not so sure what to do with them. And I think that's kind of, that kind of, you know, you see how that's kind of unfortunate because he literally just left that same situation where he was, we know how great he is, but it, it seems like the company doesn't know what to do with him. Yeah, and that's yeah. what they and that's what it seems like with Andrade. They don't they don't really have a focus. Like they want to put him in the ring and let him wrestle, but I don't know if they have a long term plan or idea 
for his like what is his what is Andrade's new character about? Do you know anything about it other than the the elegance and what he you know the fact that he dresses isn't, nice? Isn't I guess. he the face of the the, the luchadors? In his in and I'm, other than him saying it, that's the only thing you got for. Him. Is he taking out luchas? Is he has he been taking? I mean, has he, he been hurting luchadors? How, how many how many luchadors we got in AEW? Exactly. So that's like, the reason why that's the reason why that's not his character. Like is my two. point. I'm trying to say it's only two, and those are the only people he's been following around. So I guess technically, that's what's going on. But like that's another thing. How long is he gonna bother? The, 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 until, the, how long is he gonna bother the lucha bro? Until they get it together. So he's gonna for, so he gonna bother them into joining with him. Yeah, that's gonna be the gonna worst take, gonna faction every, ever. He gonna strip everything away from him, and then the, like, I'm gonna, but then I'm gonna be uninvested just based on how you formed the faction. You literally had to beg these dudes. No, he punished to join them. He you. beat them into submission. You're giving them a lot of credit. You're giving a lot of credit to somebody who ain't actually fought them yet. He be quiet. Pop. <laughs> he beat Pac. Be quiet. Anyway, uh, I FTR. that's how I feel about Andrade. Is you. And yeah, congrats to FTR if you want to highlight that. But also another perfect example of how Andrade is being used, just like being used. How does he not look like an idiot after the way MJF talked to him? I know MJF talked to everyone like they're an idiot, but I'm just saying. Uh, but anyway, that's maybe that's just me, and I want I see I can see more for Andrade. But it's a it's a it's a they got a stacked ass roster. So what I be complaining about this stuff? They don't mean I, I mean like ah, he's supposed to be world champion. I'm not saying that. I'm just talking about presentation. I'm talking about what are they doing? Mm-hmm. And I want I want everybody who felt like this is a this is a great place to be to actually be doing something. Everyone has that's what everybody thinks about AEW. They talking about it like it's just this place where you can't be lost in the shuffle. Well, well I'm here to tell you that I've seen some situations where it's probably there's plenty of people lost, lost in, the shuffle. in the shuffle. Yeah. But anyway, uh, CM Punk. I want to talk about his usage mostly because it is hella repetitive. That's the only thing I really got to say about it. Every week, if he's not going to wrestle, he is going to give us a three a thirty minute entrance. Not really that long, but really at least three to five minute entrance where he comes and he does commentary. Which, by the way, he's been great, even though he exposed the business with FTR before they even unmasked in the spot. We all kind of knew it was FTR, but still, you know, he didn't have to expose it so fast. He said that's, that's FTR. He's just like, yeah, he's just like, ah, that's FTR. I'm sorry, I can't do this. That's basically what he said. She's like, I can't do this. Just, can't act like it's not. FTR. Just took Tony Schiavone all off his rocket. Tony was like, "What?" Well, uh, uh. Yeah, Tony was not prepared for that. Uh, but yeah, uh, I love him on commentary though. He's pretty cool. As a matter of fact, he's way less annoying than Chris Jericho on commentary. Yes. Chris Jericho, whether he knows it or not, I don't know if he's doing it on purpose sometimes or not. But he's his voice. Wow, it can get annoying. But he's also clever and funny, too, at the same time. But I think I like Punk more for the commentary every week role than I like Jericho. But it doesn't matter. And then also, every Rampage, probably going to start with a Punk match or a promo slash segment. Just saying, repetitive. After Again, while he's still relatively fresh on wrestling fans' mind, they're going to love it, right? Everyone's going to love it. But... As the weeks go by, could we please switch this up? Cause I could, I'm not gonna watch CM Punk continue to do the same thing every week. No. Even though his matches have been great, don't don't let me discredit. Like he he hasn't been working cool. He's been working really good matches from but what I've been seeing. We we've but he also it hasn't been doing what Brian's been doing either. No. Because Brian seems like he's just doing nothing but wrestling. Brian works every show. <laughs> he'll be on dark. He'll be on the the pre show or what is it called the buy in. 
He'll be on Dynamite. He'll be on Rampage. He has no boundaries. CM Punk is only going to wrestle. Brian has Rampage. a list. Oh, that's all Brian had. Brian has a list of names of people he wants to wrestle. That's what it seems like. Punk, on the other hand, seems like he, he wants, you know, direction, wants storyline, maybe wants to put some guys over before he, uh, you know, goes down a world title path or whatever possibly. So, you know, uh, but anyway, overall, I don't think there's anything wrong with what they're doing with either guy necessarily. I just think that at some point it's going to have to freshen up. It's going to have to freshen up for it to work. I agree. And while while we're still on AEW, I do want to talk to you briefly or get your opinion on some of these matches. Again, we can do these one-word segments. Um, you know there's a world title eliminator mat- tournament, so we're going to talk about how you feel about these uh, possible matchups. Are you ready? Sure. All right, we're going to go firstly with 10 versus John Moxley. One word. I don't got one. You don't? What's I got two. What's What's the two words? We'll see if we can combine them. Paradigm shift. Okay. Finisher? So I just should have said, that doesn't work. Because, like, finisher for who? I want you to know it. I'm talking about Moxley's going to win. That's all I got for you. Okay. So you're unenthused. You're unmotivated for this match. Yeah. It's very predictable. I'm not going to diss it because I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe it'll be decent, but... I'm pretty sure Mox is gonna win. I'm pretty sure everyone knows that. So let's let's just go I don't on. No, Mox doesn't have to win this, but all right. Orange Cassidy versus Powerhouse Will Hobbs. A phrase. We'll say a phrase, not just one word, but a phrase. Thank you, because you don't understand how hard it is. That's how I need to put you on. You give me one word for Orange Cassidy and uh Powerhouse Hobbs. And Powerhouse Hobbs. Okay. Um, one word. One word. Exactly. That's all I needed you to do. I needed you to get to the to the deliberation. Could you be looking at me like I just need to have a word already ready? This ain't easy. Anyway, but like I was saying, right. uh, uh, I think this will be uh, a good diversion. A good diversion. Okay. Yeah, a good diversion because okay, I feel like I feel like they're gonna diverge. Powerhouse Hobbs is probably gonna look great, and then Orange Cassidy is gonna pull orange, out the victory. Orange punch. Gonna pull out the victory. Okay, Dustin Rhodes versus Brian Danielson. Man, uh, old fashioned. Just uh, I don't know how to really ex- explain it other than just two two guys who uh, I see this encounter going well. Is the only way I can say it, but it does have a lot of a lot of experience there. So I just say a lot of experience. So yeah, you're gonna see a lot of experienced stuff in that match. Okay. That's all I got for you. <laughs> okay. Um, last up, we've got Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston. The only toss-up match. So, is this the only match where I feel like you can't go – the only match out of these, out of the four eliminators, that you don't – you can't go wrong with the winner. Okay. Okay, well, yeah, that – Can't go wrong with the winner. Who, who do you see in the finals? Brian Danielson and uh, John Moxley will be in the final of the title eliminator, and uh, man. But they've already had a shot. You don't think somebody else should get a shot? Who else is up there? Orange Cassidy is gonna get the shot. I mean, I want Lance to get the shot. 
I don't see anyone else winning it other okay. than Moxley or Danielson. That's all I got for you on that. Okay, well, that's that's it for AEW. We're going to transition into New Japan. Um, Talk about this great G1. I I guess I'll go ahead and tell you how how it ended. You can just, yeah, you can say, you can talk about the way it ended. So, Jeff Cobb tried to decimate the B block and go undefeated Okada. Tried to do similarly, but he did lose once to um, Tamatanga. Tamatanga. So, overall winner of the B block was Kazuchika Okada. No claps? Okay. Overall winner of the A block was, for the fourth time in a row, Kota Ibushi. And they met at the G1 Climax Finals. And Okada picked up the victory due to a... Um, stoppage. Stoppage. Referee stoppage. Kota Ibushi looks like he separated his shoulder um, after taking a uh, Phoenix. Yeah, he he did a, sp- a Phoenix splash and landed uh, awkwardly on his, uh, I want to say right shoulder. He, he, right he, shoulder that injured. And then yeah, the left he injured shoulder his right shoulder. Yeah, that was that. So, yeah. So, I, yeah, so it was his right shoulder, and it was a tough bump to watch. Uh, he he does it all the time, uh, not all the time, but he breaks it out in special moments nowadays. But when he was a junior, he did the Phoenix Splash all the time, and we see people like Seth Rollins, we've seen Kenny Omega, we've seen AJ Styles, we've seen plenty of people executed, uh, and uh, and him uh, executed tremendously over the years. So uh, it's not necessarily like a, a situation where he did something unsafe. It was just one of those freak things that that happened. Uh, that's what you know. Wrestling is all about. That's the reason why you know, uh, you know. After the match when Okada was awarded the G One Climax uh, uh, trophy, he said, "Kota Ibushi, I want to do it again, Punk." And uh, you know, and made sure he let him know. He said, "Management, when I become the fourth IWGP Championship, which by the way, Shingo made a face. <laughs> Shingo was like, oh, As okay, so you're just gonna you're gonna be the fourth IWGP World Heavyweight Champion.'" Said I will hold that world title until I face Kota Ibushi again. You know, to, not until, but you know, when, when he, for when he faces Kota Ibushi again. So uh, Okada's going to the Tokyo Dome. Uh, no, no, no surprise here. Once he once he brought the Rainmaker out of retirement and he uh, kind of got on a swing. You know, got 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 in, got into that that form again. Other than the Tomatonga match, the way that ended, because uh, man, that was a great match though. Tomatonga showed up, and uh, it, it really it, it was a shock, but it was a fun match to watch, and it was kind of cool to see Tama as he was getting closer and closer winning. You could just tell how happy and how much he wanted that victory. So, man, I really like the storytelling there. But uh, uh, yeah, Okada is going to. The Tokyo Dome, uh, as of right now, but he will be defending that that uh, briefcase, as Tama Tonga told Okada that, mm-hmm. that, and the briefcase maker that uh, you can you need to go ahead and just make it a briefcase for Tama Tonga and not uh, you know Okada. make one for Okada because he will take it off of Okada and uh, we'll see. Uh, and going forward, we have a lot of interesting things going for uh, in New Japan. You know now. Uh, and a, a tag league is coming up, so as they best get, super get closer and closer, best of super juniors coming up, and they're getting closer to Wrestle Kingdom, and we'll be we'll get a whole new reset after Wrestle Kingdom 16 to see what's next for the future. 
of New Japan, but the G1 Climax was a very, very fun uh, tournament over the past month out of, I don't know, however many matches, plenty of matches, but I had literally highlighted about 27 matches uh, from the past month from from New Japan, from the G1, that not only did I recommend, but just uh, they left a mark on me to where I had to uh, jot them down. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and let you know right now, you're going to hear a lot of Zack Sabre Jr., a lot of uh, Kenza, a lot of Shingo. Uh, but honestly, really, it was great matches all around. You probably, you're probably going to hear a little bit of everyone who participated because uh, that's just how the G1 is. It's a marathon of a tournament, but, man, will it give you just great moments and just great encounters. And you get layers of stories about these characters that you didn't even know. Or you get you see them set the st- set the stage for stories they can tell later. There's plenty of times where I've seen uh, uh like kind of for example the Jeff Cobb situation where he got screwed out of the New Japan Cup earlier this year by Evil. So he was looking forward to beating down Dick Togo and Evil, and he did when he prevailed in his tournament match against Evil. So you know little things like that is what really makes the G1 special. So I'm gonna go ahead and give my list, give my MVPs of the G1. And, uh, you know, that should close us off here. But anyway, ZSJ and Naito, absolutely a clinic. Man, Naito was injured in this match, wasn't able to perform anymore, had to forfeit. But, uh, man, what a match did he leave on. It was a great, great time. And ZSJ, that was the beginning of ZSJ's run uh, through this tournament. Uh, Ishii and Shingo, right after that match, Classic. I actually will put this up against Walter and Dragunov almost of just when it comes to physicality. The story in Walter and Dragunov probably could put that over the edge overall match quality-wise, but you could put Ishii and Shingo against anybody ever. I promise you, that's how good that match is. Sonata and Tamataga, two great athletes using their speed and just uh, simple just wrestling. Just great. Uh, I think Sonata ended up out-wrestling Tamataga towards the end there. Just great match. Okan and Yano, history there. Yano forced uh, Okan to cut his hair in a match. Uh, I think in, I think it was last G1, I, I want to say. And uh, Okan re- came back roaring for revenge here. I really love the great Okan, by the way. Love uh, what he does as a character and in the ring. He's really, really good to me. Ishii and Ibushi, very, very good match right there. Uh, ZSJ and Shingo. Also, another great match. Like I said, Zack Sabre Jr. was on a run here. He also had a great match with Kota Ibushi, uh, Tanahashi, and Tamatanga. Tamatanga was this close. You can't see, but I'm saying I'm, I'm saying he was very, very close to uh, beating uh, Tanahashi. He literally just had to pin him after hitting the gun stun, but he waited too long, got rolled up at the end. Uh, man, that was so dramatic. I was mad at Tama for a second there for that one. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, Jeff Cobb, Goto was a great time. I remember that match. Shingo and Kenta. By the way, Kenta went on a run. Zach Labor Jr. and Kenta had one of the best matches of the entire tournament. Also, seek that out, especially. So, Shingo and Kenta and Zach Labor Jr. and Kenta, please seek those matches out. Chase Owens defeating Tanahashi. Upset of the century, right? I thought that was a good match. Ishii and ZSJ. Like I said, Oh, my goodness. Ishii was the first person to dethrone ZSJ, and in what a way did he do it. He beat the hell out of Zack, and it's always fun to watch Ishii beat the hell out of people. Uh, Ibushi and Shingo, again, 
Ishii and Okan, Tai Chi and Okada, Okada and Yoshihashi, Okada and Sonata, like Tangaloa and Kenta, Jeff Cobb versus Evil, like I mentioned earlier, Tamatanga versus Okada, I mentioned. Shingo versus Yujiro was fun. The way that match ended was no way I knew that was going to go to a draw the way it did. Tangaloa and Zack. Tangaloa picking up the victory over Zack Sabre Jr. Towards the end, costing Zack Sabre Jr. his place in the final. But also just out-wrestled Zack Sabre Jr. Tangaloa, who was getting too cocky earlier in the tournament and all of that, ended up out-wrestling Zack Sabre Jr. Love that story there. Kota Ibushi versus Kenta. Also another great uh, match. Tai Chi and Tanahashi here. As Tanahashi looked like a straight-up heel to me. Attacking Tachi's ribs relentlessly, and Tachi still prevailed. Tachi had a rough tournament record-wise, but he looked like a beast in every match he was in. Evil and Sonata always is entertaining stuff because they have history. And Okada and Jeff Cobb to finish it off for me, uh, for my last one of my last matches that not only I recommend, but all that. Now I know that was an exhaustive list, and I know it may feel like I'm basically just telling you go watch the whole uh, G1. But seriously, go through here, pick out a couple of them, I promise you. And preferably Ishii and Shingo, Zack Sabre Jr. and Naito. And, you know, every Zack Sabre Jr. match that you can find probably would be good if you really love your wrestling. But this is just, just a great example to let you know that what I love the most about the G1 is just a, mat, a month full of just great matches. Just You get to see their entire roster of, of who was selected. Just go at it, and they go as hard as they possibly can, and uh, that's kind of how that's kind of how we ended up with the G one beginning with the uh, serious injury and ending with the serious injury because just how hard they go, just for uh, our entertainment. And plus, nine matches of each each individual take having nine matches in a month, it's gonna take a toll on you. So, shout out to all them people, all them guys for just being able to you know go through that. <laughs> And then just, you know, be like, ah, just another day at the office. Like, no, nah, that's crazy, the amount of damage these guys take and all of that. Uh, my MVP for A Block, ZSJ, Kenta, Ibushi, had to highlight all of my all three of those guys. They definitely uh, show seem to show up most, show up the most when I'm thinking about special moments. And B Block, it was all about Okada and Jeff Cobb. I know Evil had a chance, but Evil just screwed his way through every match he possibly could. It went <laughs> predictable. He's such a turncoat, but you know what? His name is Evil. He uh he has the torture uh the house of torture. So I, I can't be necessarily mad at him doing what he's literally telling you he's going to do in his name. Uh, but he does not deserve an MVP for that performance. B Block definitely got to go to Okada and Jeff Cobb as they were just undefeated. They were dominant. They were dominant. So uh yeah, that's the G one. It was fun. I loved it. And as you can tell, I just talked about it for, I don't know how long it was, but it felt like forever, and I don't mind. That was cool. Uh, welcome back, Katsuyuri Shibata. I, I must get that out the way. I got to give him a clap, because as I was just saying uh, about how much these guys put themselves through for our entertainment, Shibata is someone that I literally watched, similar to what happened to Kota Ibushi in the ring. I literally watched his career possibly be what we thought at the time be over in the ring from a head, but from a, a tough spot. And by the way, with Okada, kind of weird, right? Uh, but anyway, <laughs> kind of funny how that plays out. Uh, Okada with his luck, I guess. Uh, but yeah, Shibata, 
says the next time after his after he fought his special five minute uh, UWF style match with Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, pointed out that he said his next time he's in the ring, it's gonna be real. He's gonna be in the match. So okay. it's gonna be a match. So I can't wait. I love every second of it. Shibata was always great. I can't wait to see him PK a couple guys and just be absolutely the monster that he always was with his strike submissions. And I know the LA Dojo guys are happy because that's their trainer right there. And he's returning. So I can't wait for that. Uh, New Japan, thank you for restoring what I needed, which is my love for just the act of wrestling, of professional wrestling. New Japan, usually, they do, they do have a lot of character work, a lot of story in, involved in it, but they lean heavily on what they do in the ring. And me watching that had me so excited and so ready to watch more wrestling that it led to me checking out all of the other wrestling that I needed to catch up on. I'm giving them all the props in there. So that's why I'm closing the show talking about New Japan. This was a good, fun uh, pod to get back in the mix of it. Of course, it's long because I obviously had too much to say to you guys. Uh, but uh, this was cool. I'm glad that, I'm, that we're back to doing this and we need to stick to it. And I'm talking to you on the podcast. But I could have just said this as soon as we dropped the headphones here. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was fun. I don't got nothing else to say. Well, we can, we can close it off. Thank you all for watching. If you made it this far, great. You know, it's, it's a long one. Um, it's not two hours, but it's a long one. Trust me, I've seen longer, so I'm, 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 I do resent you if you, you left early. You participated longer. I, yeah. Um, but yeah. again, thank you for checking out the Mind of Monty podcast. Mm-hmm. Follow us on socials. Twitter is at, yeah, at my Monty Pod. Yes, uh, just type in Mind and Monty on uh, you know Apple Podcast, Spotify. You know, uh, check us out and uh, shoot, just Google Podcast too. I think right. Yes, so Google we're Podcast. good. So just look us up, man. Check us out. Refer to a friend. You know, you got anyone who watch wrestling? Refer them. If not, you know, I thank you anyway because you listen to me now. So cool. <laughs> Anyway, adios. Adios.